return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. I'm going to introduce Deb Kulsbeck, so let's give her a hand as she comes. Amen. She has a word for us. Thank you, Pastor Randon. Appreciate it. Are you? (laughs) Well, glory to God. Father, we just thank you. Ooh, we already have church. Hallelujah. Thank you for the exceeding riches of glory in Christ Jesus, Lord. Thank you for the absolute tidal wave of grace that came to us in Jesus, and it just keeps coming. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Mm, We're just so grateful, Jesus. Will you mind just reach out your hand and just say, I'm ready. I'm willing. I'm open. Come, Holy Spirit. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. All right. Well, we've titled it Overcoming Fear, Part 2, Declarations, Part 8. Something like that. Anyway. We're just going to stay on this whole business of declaring the word of God. And specifically, then we're just going to kind of deal with this business of overcoming fear. So um, I want to just start talking about the season we're in of springtime. I mean, the bursting of life everywhere. Isn't it refreshing? I don't know. I just look outside and I smile. Green trees, green grass. It just makes me happy. Yes, flowers, right? Yes, praise God. Sun, we like the sun too. Well, with springtime also comes some cleaning. Windows to wash. This year the vinyl siding is filthy. Yeah. Steve said a neighbor told him, oh, just take a broom to it. Well... I think it needs a rag and some soap and water. <laughs> I don't know. Anybody do spring cleaning in their house anymore? You try to. I remember when we used to do one room at a time. Every nook and cranny, and we'd scrub the walls down. And for me, it always made me feel better if I could just go to the store and just get one new thing. I think that might be a woman thing. It might be just dub calls. Like, I don't know. Just a new curtain or a new towel or Maybe even a whole new coat of paint on the wall. And we'd get rid of the piles. Anybody got piles at your house? <laughs> you know, um, God is kind of up to cleaning up the piles too. He wants to clean up our hearts and our minds, get rid of the, the junk of anxiety, the junk of fear. And, uh, you know, those piles, I remember I used to have this one pile on the dryer at, at the, on the farm until my mother came. And she didn't come much. I mean, she lived in Colorado. She came when my babies were born. She came 
when uh, one of them were sick. I can't remember. But anyway, she didn't come often. But the one time I remember, the minute she walked in my house, she attacked that pile on my dryer. I mean, I kind of thought it was part of the decor. I mean, you know, it just, it wasn't bothering me. I just wasn't even seeing it anymore. But she wanted to get rid of it. And, you know, sometimes the piles in our life, the things we just kind of put in the back of our mind, like, well, I'll deal with that another time. Well, I know I got this little issue. This one thing makes me afraid. But eh, I'll just kind of pile it back here again with a few of these other things and deal with it later. But I believe that God wants... You know, like kind of like my mother walking in, that God wants to walk in with his gaze. There's actually a scripture verse we're going to start with, Psalm 139. A, a perfect prayer where we can give God permission to look and see what he sees. And we're praying it to God. Remember, we're talking to our Father. We're talking to Adonai, who's Lord of all. I mean, we do declare his lordship, right? God, I invite your searching gaze into my heart. I'm asking that you would examine me through and through. Find out everything that may be hidden within me. Put me to the test and sift through my anxious cares. Hmm, we've been talking about that, haven't we? Anxiety, fear, dread, panic, terror, fright, whatever you want to call it. Just maybe, just maybe God can see things we don't or that we pretend aren't there. Or like I said, we've decided it's part of our decor. (laughs) You know, we say, well, that's just who I am. Well, God wants these things to change. I don't think that God wants his children to be people of worry, fretting. I mean, his full intention for us, friends, is peace. We talked about it last time, perfect Shalom, shalom. Peace, the Bible talks about, that passes, surpasses, exceeds God's word translation. Do we have that, my dear Philippians 4, 7? Peace that goes beyond anything we can imagine. Now, we're pretty good at imagining the worst. We're pretty good at getting that big picture of the what if and imagining something that probably will never happen, but we decide, I got to think that through. You know, we got to see it. Well, let's start seeing the best that God might have in store for us. I mean, maybe you can even imagine, maybe you experienced a moment of absolute tranquility, of comfort. Laying on the beach, you were just talking about Hawaii, John. Uh, Laying on the beach, maybe in the arms of somebody completely devoted to you. I mean, and maybe you've never experienced absolute peace. But can you imagine it? Because, friends, God's peace is way over and above whatever moment you just had pictured in your mind and in your heart. And the thing is, he wants us to live in it, not just experience it once in a while. It's supposed to be our lifestyle. Now, Philippians 4, 6 in the Moffats were actually told, I'd like to read it from here because it just kind of specifies some of the, what's on our end. 
Like, here are some things. Never be anxious. Like, never. Always make your request known to God in prayer. Always accompany your prayer with thanksgiving. Always. And if you do, do we have verse 7 of Moffat's 2, or did I not give that to you? Okay, here's verse 7. It says, peace, you will experience peace that surpasses all your dreams. All your dreams. And I think I gave it to you in God's Word translation, right? Maybe not. There it says it will guard your thoughts and emotions through Christ Jesus. Now, was my mother being intrusive when she came in and wanted to deal with my piles? Maybe. But my house was cleaner when she got done. Do you realize that when our surroundings are more organized, our brain is more organized? You actually have a little more peace. (laughs) It's amazing, isn't it? Uh, Hallelujah. Well, is God being intrusive when he wants to get rid of our extra or our junk of anxiety and fear? Is he being a prude when he says, I want you to live in peace? Is he being weird when he wants us free from worry? When he wants us to live in this deep-seated confidence that we're sheltered in his hand? Psalm 91, 2. You all know who wrote Psalm 91, right? It was Moses. He declares, talk about a guy who believed in declarations. He makes the announcement. I believe verse 1 is all about the revelation the Father gave him. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And then Moses responds with, like you and I should respond to every revelation we get from heaven. I will say, all right, this is going to start coming out of my mouth from this day on. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. Does it matter if you feel it? Does it matter if you see it? Does it matter if every voice is shouting that it's the opposite? No, it doesn't matter. You still must declare well, I'll tell you what, it's a matter of trust. It's really a matter of trust. The currency of any relationship is trust. So he says, I'm going to say of the Lord, I'm going to declare, I want the world to know he's my refuge, he's my fortress, he's my God, and in him will I trust. Now, um, as you know, this was part two, so I'm just going to do a little review of the couple verses that I gave you last time that pictures I tried to show you, because what we're after here is we want to change the blueprint on our mind and our heart, because you can know for sure, I'm sure you figured this out, that the devil wants you to have another blueprint. He wants you to see yourself as a nervous wreck. He wants you to see this, I'm insecure, I can't do that. Not me, I can't be in front of people. Oh no, it can't be me that God's expecting to do that. No, he wants to change the blueprint on our hearts and our minds. So, the first thing I showed you last time was 2 Timothy 1.7. I know you've all got this memorized. God has not given us a spirit of... Can you say that? God has not given me a spirit of fear. 
Absolutely not. I mean, no fear, no worry, no dread, no panic is ever from the Father. Fear has one source and one source only, and it is the devil himself. We are consistently making choices, friends, hourly, minute by minute. Am I going to respond in faith or am I going to respond in fear? And I'm telling you what God has given you, what God has given me, is a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and of a sound mind. And I was just looking it up again this week, comparing translations, and I found this one from the Orthodox Jewish Bible. For Hashem, which is a simple Hebrew name for God, did not bestow upon us a ruach. Who's familiar with that word? I'm, not st- I'm still not saying it the right Hebrew way with the word coming out. But what's ruach mean? Anybody know? We're talking, it's, a, it's the word for spirit, but it's the word for breath. The breath of God, how it, when he breathed into Adam the breath of life, he breathed into every one of us this breath of life. But the Holy Spirit is the spirit, it's the breath of God. All right, so it says he did not bestow on us the breath of terror. He just didn't. But of, who knows if I'm going to say it right, guvarah, miraculous power. Now, a half hour before I came in here, I got a call from a gal. Um, Annie and I both know her, and we went. We drove a couple hours to, she's in hospice care. She was in hospice care. In Springfield, Missouri, she had lost the use of her legs. And um, they're all announcing that. I mean, when you're in hospice, what does that mean? It means they're planning you're not going to live very long. So we walked in and prayed. And we released life into her. And she hadn't, she had never called yet. But she sent me this text this afternoon call so you can find out the update of what happened. So she's telling me she's moving her legs. I mean, she had no use of her legs. She would sit, we watched her eat and she just dangled, they just dangled off the side of the bed. But she's moving both of her legs, glory to God. And her skin experienced a touch from God because she said she couldn't feel anything. And now she's feeling things. So all I'm going to say is, it's on you too, friends. Miraculous power. It's the spirit that's put upon us is this miraculous power. And avaha, which I'm probably saying it right, wrong, love. Divine love, friends. I mean, you cannot say, well, I just can't get along with this person. That's not true, friend. We have this spirit of love, the very love of God in us, and of sound judgment. Ooh, hallelujah. So like I said, we want to declare this daily. So say it with me. I have not been given a spirit of fear or of worry or of dread or of anxiety. God has placed within me the breath of God himself, imparting to me power. Miraculous power and love, active, overpowering love, 
and a soundness of mind. Do you believe that? Yes. Glory. <laughs> okay, so we also dealt with the verse verses about God being a shield to us. And we meditated on Genesis 15, 1, that very personal promise that God made to Abram before he was in covenant with God, before he was declared righteous because of his faith in the coming Redeemer. And I, I made sure we spent at least five minutes last time showing you Galatians 3.29, which says, If you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So every promise made to Abraham is ours in Christ Jesus. Every one of them. And here's Genesis 15.1. The Lord appeared to Abraham, saying, Fear not. Abram. Now, you should put your name in there, friend. Fear not, Randon. Fear not, Grace. Don't be fretting. Don't get yourself ruffled. Don't let your heart get troubled about a single thing. I am your shield. I'm your personal bodyguard. I'm your protector and your defender, says the Lord. And, I mean... It could stop right there, and I'd be thrilled, right? And here's some more. I am your exceeding great reward. Hallelujah to God. Now, again, I hope you understand the power of agreement. Because we are all the time we're agreeing with the enemy, or we're agreeing with heaven, and God, and his Holy Spirit, and the word of God. I mean, you can say to yourself now on this whole subject now that we're on tonight of safety and protection, you can say to yourself, that's just not possible. And you know what? For you, it won't be. Or you can say, yes, that's mine. I'm taking it. I heard Connie Jones the other day say again what I quoted earlier about the currency of relationship being trust. We can live the kind of lives, even righteous lives, friends, where we're always going to try to do what pleases God, but worried, fretting, I don't know what's going to happen, not sure, or we can simply take his word at face value and say, I am in his hands. My life is in his hands. And again, it's a willful choice every moment. Will I trust the promise of God? We also looked at David's declaration in Psalm 3.3, where he says, and we are in the ESV version here, but you, O Lord, I really like that it starts with but, because again, in spite of everything that I'm seeing, in spite of everything that I'm hearing, in spite of whatever just happened to you, Whatever the voices are shouting in the middle of the night to you. But you, O oh Lord, are a shield about me. My glory and the lifter up of my head. And I shared with you last time about shields of the Bible day. Somehow we have this picture of this, just this little piece of metal that we're having to kind of move around and make sure where's the fiery dart coming from now. No, the shield of Bible days. Remember, Goliath had his own armor bearer. So did Jonathan. 
what I read was that they used these shields to sleep under at night. During the day, it was shade from the sunshine. What I'm saying is you're covered, friends. If God himself is going to be our shield, above, below, around, in front, behind, you're covered. Hallelujah. And then I also showed you the verse in Romans 13, 12, how he is the armor. The Bible calls it put on the armor of light. I like that one. The devil just can't even look. In big glare, that's all he sees. He can't even stand it. Especially if, like Pastor Dave this morning was talking about the power of praise. Whew. Yeah, let's just break that stupid darkness over us all the time. So, I mean, we can declare it. I hope you are. Or you can sing it. Now, you know I'm no singer, but I'm going to sing it anyway for you, friends. Sing with me. Lord, you are... A shield about me, you are my glory and the lifter of my head. Lord, you are a shield about me, you are my glory and the lifter up of my head. Is that new? You guys don't know that one? Yes, you know it. No, you don't know it. It's a good one. It's a good one. Hallelujah. Now, one Sunday morning, I don't know, for some reason I feel like I'm supposed to share this, but um, we were in another church and there was big issues going on. Imagine that. (laughs) Anyway, there was this big blame thing going on. Like, it's all this one woman's fault, you know. Just have to, you know, the typical judge, judge, condemn, judge. We need to get her out of the picture. I don't know what all was going on. But anyway, and we were singing this song. And uh, the Lord gave me this picture of this particular woman that everybody was blaming and saying she was evil. And da, 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 da. And the Lord showed me he took his hands, Jesus, and just held up her chin. By the way, I've never told my husband this, but to me that is one of the most intimate things that you can do to somebody, just to take their face and hold it. And I saw Jesus just holding her and just looking into her eyes with these eyes of love. And uh, I shared after the service with this other person what I saw. She said, well, that can't be. Because I saw Jesus doing that to me. And I thought, hey, that's good. But don't you think it's time that we grow up and see... That God just might love other people about as much as he loves us. Hallelujah. Anyway, can you just take a minute and just do that? Can you just see Jesus taking your face in his hands and looking at you with that gaze of love? And I'm going to just quote some words right now for you out of the Bible. Isaiah 41.10, and I just want you to take it as Jesus speaking to you. Don't be afraid. No, just close your eyes and just hear Jesus now. Don't be afraid. I am with you. I'm protecting you. I'm helping you. I will strengthen you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. 
So now we're going to turn that into a declaration. You with me? I am not afraid. I need never be afraid. For God is always with me. He's my help and my deliverer. He's the very strength of my life. The creator of the ends of the earth holds me up with his victorious right hand. Now, friends, every time we take these living, breathing words of God and put them into our mouth, we are shaping and forming our world. We're releasing his life into our situations. We're setting the course of our life. And one of the major truths, friends, we have got to get established in our heart is this matter of safety and protection as a child of God. I don't know if you've ever studied psychology. Anybody? Most of the college students have all been exposed to uh, Abraham Maslow's, what's that called, um, hierarchy of human needs. All right, number one need of every human being, physiological, air, food, sleep, water. Number two need, anybody know what it is? Safety and protection. Number two need, friend. Before number three, number three is love, the sense of love. Being loved and belonging. Number four is self-esteem and self-respect. Number five, self-actualization. In other words, fulfilling your purpose and your destiny. Before the need for love and belonging, friends, is this need we all have as human beings to feel safe and secure. And guess what? Our gracious and good Father has always meant for us to feel safe and secure in his love And in his covenant. And a whole lot of people are at the other end of the spectrum. I mean, anxiety is off the charts right now in America. But there is a place in God, friend. A place of security and confidence. Of assurance of his protection. Where we can abide and remain. And it's not in the natural. I guess that's kind of obvious. Even with all of our resources and all of our wisdom, it's not possible to just feel safe in this dangerous world apart from God. But there's a place in God, a place of security and confidence and assurance of his protection. Praise God. And of course, I'm talking about the secret place of the Most High God that Psalm 91 talks about which is even old covenant, friends, and we're in the new covenant. we got even new and better promises. Hallelujah. So like I said, Psalm 91 was written by Moses, who lived out what he's talking about, 40 years in the wilderness, first-hand experience of the protective hand of El Shaddai. So verse 1 from the New King James, he who dwells. In the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. If you want to get under a shadow of any kind, you've got to get close. I think it's Mac Hammond that says the only way, well, he says it's called a secret place because not everybody finds it. (laughs) But you've got to be cozy with the Holy Spirit. I mean, we're talking about not, we're not talking about five and ten minute inner, you know, just Okay, i got five minutes for you today, God. 
you're probably not going to be finding that secret place like that. I mean, we're talking about living aware, completely dependent upon the eternal God attached to. It really is amazing when you think about it that we, by choosing to live in union with the Lord Jesus, it makes available to us a literal place of safety and protection. I mean, for us to share this with a non-believer, they're just going to look at you like, oh, really? You're crazy. But are we? Well, I might be crazy, but I just know that I'm, ta- I'm choosing to take God at his word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I don't know again why I wrote this, but I'm always praying about what I'm supposed to say. So whenever I feel the darkness creeping in and discouragement starting to weigh me down, I always slip into another song. You are my hiding place. If you know it, sing with me. You always fill my heart with songs of deliverance. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. I will trust in you. Let the weak say I am strong in the strength of the Lord. Now, that's based on three scriptures. Can we look at those scriptures? I I would really like to sing that again. I should have probably typed it out or made a, bless his heart, Mr. Shore offered to do a PowerPoint anytime I wanted one, and I should have got him to do it for me. All right, so the first verse that that song is based on is Psalm 32.7 from the NIV. You are my hiding place. I mean, it's amazing to me that sometimes in Scripture, it's just declaration right there, sitting for us to use. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. Whew, glory to God. Glory to God. Speak it in faith, friends, and you'll find yourself winning against the fear. Hallelujah. You are my hiding place. Let's just say it out loud. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. Yeah, I mean, you're never going to hear. I didn't get to be here that Wednesday night that that guy was speaking about uh, surround sound. But I think that has to be so right on target because... I know a lot of people always have noise on because they feel better when something's going. But what if we didn't have something going? I mean, I think if we listened, bubbling up in your spirit, you would have a song, some kind of a song of deliverance, of, of victory. Hallelujah. So here's the next one, Psalm 56.3. The New King James says, Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. Whenever. I mean, it's understood it might just happen. (laughs) Whenever I'm afraid, I will trust in you. And the last one is from Joel 3.10. Let the weak say, I am strong. 
I mean, it is interesting, isn't it? God is the God of truth, and yet he doesn't, he tells us, you're not supposed to go around saying, I'm weak. I'm barely making it. I can't hang on. I don't know if this, if I'm going to make it. No, he says to call things that be not as though they were. Let the weak say, I am strong. Say it with me. I am strong. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. So the writer of Psalm 91 obviously understood the power of his words because he announces this revelation from heaven. He that dwells in that secret place. Oh, that was another thing I was going to share with you. I heard this gal say this week, we don't have to hunt for the secret place anymore. We are the secret place. Isn't that amazing revelation? We are the secret place. We're the tabernacle, right? We're the mercy seat now. We're the place where Jesus comes and visits and dwells and hangs out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But as soon as he gets the revelation from heaven, he says, I will say, the Lord is my refuge, my fortress, and him I will trust. So I guess I need to be done here. So we got... I got one more little batch of declarations, if you'll say it with me. Ready? So we declare and decree, Lord, we will not be anxious for anything. We refuse to carry the weight of fear or the weight of anxiety. We refuse to give agreement. To the lies of the enemy. We choose to stand on the word of God. We choose to walk in supernatural faith. And praise God. The peace. The shalom of heaven. Stands guard over our hearts. And over our minds. And we are kept. I want you to meditate on that word this week, friends. We are kept. One more time. We are kept, protected, and defended by the Almighty himself. All right, stand with me. Father God, we thank you for the power of the living, breathing words of Jesus. These words that are life. These words that are spirit. Thank you for teaching us how to say, how to declare how to establish it as true in our own lives. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the living, breathing word of God and that your life is released and your power is released and your revelation is flowing to these people in this house, Lord, this great people that you have such a great work for them to do. Thank you for lifting them up. Thank you for reviving us, for causing the flow of supernatural power and strength to flow in our bodies and our minds and our spirits right now in Jesus name and thank you for this power to live without fear and to trust you in Jesus name amen 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 all right have yourself a great week a great week a great week I'm glad to agree in prayer for anybody that wants it and Linda do you mind um Will you shut my mic off?
Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.